Happy 2021. Hello and welcome to episode 151 of Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast, a weekly podcast where we figure out what we think about stuff. Um, my name's Michael Forrest. And I'm Ivanka Magic. And this week we're going to talk about stories in all their forms, because what stories. is this podcast if not our story told week by week? I'm sure someone's, you know, if you want to listen back through, I'm sure you can chart our very interesting lives in secrets. <laughs> But no, we're going to talk about the nature of storytelling, that kind of thing, and different ways to tell it and why it's important. Um, I'm, you know, I do quite a lot of trying to tell stories in data at the moment, which is kind of tricky. And I think it's, you know, there's some challenges to that. But what you, you saw a Rushkoff rush episode. Yeah, I was lis- listening to a Rushkoff episode and he... Um, and I, I should have looked up who it was with. <laughs> um, and I they, the but in the in conclusion, they concluded that um, telling stories is really important. Like his uh, Rushkoff story of going to see the billionaires who wanted to know how to control the guards mm. of their bunkers after the inevitable collapse of society. I think brings to life that you can, te- you know, you can do all those visualizations of how rich Bezos is. Don't mm. really do as much mm. as that story did. I think, even though those visualizations are very cool, um, I also still tell stories for a living in a, some ways. Bringing because as a user researcher, if you cannot bring the story of the user's experience to life, then you're not you've missed a trick. Uh, and there's lots of ways of doing yeah. that. So. And it's how we it's how we remember things is in terms yeah. of stories. So yeah, that's like how it works, isn't it? Compresses it, is. it into our memory through the story structure. So how do you tell a good story? Yeah, that's the episode. So let's, let's not waste any more time. I'm well. 2021. I'm well. I am well. I am... I've crocheted a whole blanket. <laughs> yes. I mean, come on. Talk about achievements. Uh, that was exciting and uh, surprisingly simple, to be honest, but impressive in its results. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I am... Uh, a little bit uh, a little bit homesick for Brighton I'm very much wanting to see my mother Mm. uh, which obviously pandemics prevent proper (laughs) relationships at the moment Uh, but Mm. otherwise things are good Uh, work wise 2021 has started with a bit of a bang so I'm working on an interesting project very short very Mm. intensive Uh, and yeah uh, I've also started uh, yet another Instagram account, which I can neglect shortly, okay. <laughs> which is um, which is uh, in Croatian, because mm-hmm. I thought as I'm here, I should, um, I suppose, just document a bit the things the things that I do with the aim of not leaving a massive footprint on the earth. Mm. So. So far, I've photographed a couple of my beach cleanups and I've put a photo up of my seedlings. Broccoli's already through. Everyone will be delighted to hear. And uh, obviously, I put up a picture of my 
fantastic crocheted blanket. Of course, of course, of course, of course. So of why course. wouldn't you? Uh, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't, why wouldn't I? How are you, Michael? Um, I'm okay. I'm all right. Thank you very much. It's a new year, so I've just been sort of trying to figure out my priorities mostly, trying to figure out what I want to focus on. Because last year was like this. I was just trying to finish the new changes website, which everything takes too long. But I did get that up. So goodtoher.co.uk slash changes has a brand new website. And it's a lot clearer what the value proposition of the app is, I think. Um, And it's also something that my uh, designer collaborator can start marketing and kind of creating stuff for. So that's that's progress. But like for me, I'm like just I'm sort of finally getting around to assembling some sort of like analytics I was like what do I actually want to know what do I care about what numbers do I want to know about and like just collecting them all by hand from different places and then obviously like doing anything like that I've been putting it off because it takes ages to figure out and make it look nice and like figure out what you want it to be but now I've sort of and I've, I've made done good so that I can say whether something's making me happy or not whether I'm enjoying a task or not. And then I'm going to start auditing the stuff, just figure out which stuff I hate and like be a bit more um, active about just like culling or delegating stuff that I just hate doing because, well, you know, why am I doing the stuff I hate doing? Uh, and it's some, sometimes you got to, but some stuff I'm sure I, I, yeah, I just want to get a better picture of. Because I have this like, you kind of start on something and it's like, too hard I hate this and then you get into the flow and you're enjoying it for like three hours but like I, I want to know what yeah. that balance is and whether some projects are worse or some platforms um I got myself um, since I spend a lot of time on my computer I'm gonna I'm gonna order myself a new monitor a proper 4k like a big one and I thought I'm not gonna buy a new one I'm gonna go to eBay and I'm gonna get a used one because you know and I found one that the guy said he'd ordered he'd bought it like a month ago and it just his computer couldn't handle it, so he's reselling it. So it's going to be like 150 quid cheaper than buying it new. So I was like, okay, let's do it. So I kind of like, sort of like, I didn't look too much, but I sort of sent over the money and sort of it all seemed to go through fine. And then like a, a couple of days later, I'm like, why, why is eBay's got some real usability problems? It's weird. Like, why is there there's no pictures on this? I can't seem to get to the messages we sent and stuff. And then like a couple of days later, I realized like, well, he's, he's deleted his account. Oh, his account was active for like the day before I ordered it and then deleted the next day and I'm like oh no it's been scammed <laughs> like looking at going why would you do that but I was like I'm sure my re- alarms would have gone off because it seemed like a human it seemed like we yeah. were having a conversation that made sense and didn't strike me as dodgy but yeah I started having like resigning myself to it not coming and then I got a thing saying that it was expected to be delivered on Wednesday. And then I got it on Monday and it was fine. And there was nothing to worry about. So now I've got like a nice big, huge monitor that I can work on. But yeah. So what, is the guy just set up an account to sell his monitor like, and then... Yeah, it's weird. Well, I thought, well, maybe it's that, but who who would do that? Why? I mean, if it's a... Maybe it's a... The whole point of like the... And it was, I feel felt a bit stupid for not... Because you're supposed to like... The whole point is you check the star ratings and see if they seem trustworthy based on like yeah, yeah. long-term usage of the platform. And here's me just like buying something off someone that's <laughs> just got a, clearly a, some sort of dodgy account. Or well, maybe it's better that I didn't notice that because I might not have my new monitor by now. True, um, true. I, I had a, uh, I found a website the other day where you can buy uh, stuff that's been returned. Right. 
Right, yeah. So you know how buying online, and apparently that's one of a, a massive source of waste, particularly like, I, I don't know, obviously Amazon's on the list of naughties mm. that don't try and resell or it's too expensive to deal with returns. Right. But with buying remotely, you have a right to return anything. Mm. So I so I bought a dehydrator Ooh. for uh, one that had allegedly been returned. Right. But I really, can't, so I got it for less money and I thought, one should support these kind of yeah. initiatives, uh, but we don't, I can't identify that it has been used before or anything. Mm. But um, so I've got lots of dehydrated lemons now. But that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I like. I've been liking the idea of a dehydrate. Just sort of making our own snacks mm. seems like a fun thing. Just cut up an apple, stick it in the dehydrator. Seems like a fun thing. Yeah. Well, we've got these. We've got three lemon trees in the garden, mm. and that is way more lemons than you could possibly ever eat during lemon season. What do you use so, a dehydrated uh, lemon for? Lemon tea. Right. So, okay, I see. Or if or you video actually, viewers the, could see the lemon in question, just support us on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> the rehydrated lemon. Um, they're also quite nice to nibble on. Yeah, okay. Even because you know, even without sugar or anything, my the child seems to go through them at quite a pace. Okay. I like um, a tangy snack. I will say the only other thing I'll say is like we've started hitting a drought with TV to the point like what I don't like with TV is when you've only you, the only thing you're watching is like 55 minute hour long episodes. And it's like you can't exist entirely on hour long episodes. You need some 30 minutes, you no. need some 20 minutes. Otherwise, it's just, it's just too much of a commitment sometimes. Or films, you know, it's like I need those. We need that kind of midway duration thing just to, to sort of... You need a snack. Yeah, you need a snack. <laughs> Stories. <What's> so? <laughs> so if you found any new telly or are you just telling us that you're in a drought? It's just hard. Like, we, stuff comes through. Like we've been watching, we watched uh, "I Will Destroy You." I may destroy you. It was very good, and oh, um, yeah. so, another thing, yeah, like sort of the B- looking at the BBC HBO collaborations. Industry was quite good, and that's on iPlayer. That, so, um, okay. so it's sort of like um, young people, their lives, how things are going, <laughs> but, and yeah, it's all right. We. Talking of good stories mm. and telly movie combos, we watched The Joker. 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 Sorry, yeah. Joker. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, talking about stories very well told, mm. I'd say that's a very well put, that is a story. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not trying to do, especially when you think about superhero films, it's sort of like, this is an uncomplicated, like, ABC. It's almost like a sort of 70s film where just one thing happened and that was the mm. whole film. Oops. I quite like that. Taxi Driver, I, I, I think, was a big yeah. influence on that film. I was a little bit perplexed because I avoid... I mean, I've watched a few really nice stories recently. Mm. I watched a film called Yesterday, which was delightful uh, mm-hmm. and feel-goody. And I watched a thing called uh, Blinded by the Light, which is another... Um, just, a, just a delightful, feel-good story, both... Uh, British things yesterday. Anyway, and then because I'm sort of more in the mood, there's enough going on, enough 
enough storming of capitals and stuff. Uh, but we watched Joker mm. as well in the mix. And one of the reasons I'd been putting it off was because everyone was, there was all, all this, the bits and pieces that I picked up on about it was like the trauma of going to watch it. And like, <laughs> oh, blah, blah. And I was like, it's not, you know, it it is, I think, a very well-timed story as well. It's a massive, you know, it's a, it's a if you think about, what happens to a person whose childhood is destroyed you know it's got a lot of it's got a lot in it hmm. I, really. I would yeah it was surprising that it was mm. good it was uh, and very well acted i have to say well uh, um, mark maron uh, uh, has been sort of anti-superhero films for ages and then when he sort of decided to do this superhero film he was like well i gotta do it because it's robert de niro and um but yeah it wasn't it was more of a in the sort of logan vein than the um uh superman batman versus superman vein thankfully um yeah yeah stories i would say and i think i already said it but like i think like we i see stories as kind of how we compress data as human beings Hmm. as how we internalise wisdom. So you even think back to, like, parables, Jesus, the Bible. It's all like, here's a little story that you remember, and then you, you can refer to the story as a whole, which is actually, like, a really powerful way of being able to, yeah. to, to, to reference something Summarize. quite com- complex, yeah. like the Good Samaritan. Remember the Good Samaritan? And then it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that happened and that happened and yeah, that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um, it's a, it's a human thing. I don't know if animals do stories or if it's... I think it's just a human thing. <laughs> I don't know. I can't imagine. I mean, they do... Dem- they do... Um, like, there's there's animal... I don't know if demonstrating is the same thing because there's, like, you know, stories of orca grandmothers teaching orca uh, grandchildren how to catch seals mm. on the beach and stuff like that. But I don't think yeah, that's storytelling. Like developing I think that's mu- showing muscle that's, me- yeah. memory skills, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, um, it's, I, but I don't can, know. Can you have a story without language, I guess? And, but then is the is language there? that animals have... And I don't know why I've pushed us straight into an area that like neither of us. So we don't know anything. I don't about know anything it. about this. I just had. A, I just had the thought. Listen, oh, listeners, I'm just say stuff. I'll ask my dad. He'll probably know. He'd know this. He'd have an answer. Um, I mean, I think they do in, t- in in as much as they can act out, like you know, like which dogs they're like. They're trying to tell you things, so they're <laughs> like, like, I saw a bird and it was flying it's over here. It's, it's over in here. there. That's all like a story. But um, <laughs> do you want to like go into, you know, like what, what inspired you? What about that um, Isler's uh, Rian, Ryan, Rian, Isler, yeah. Ryan on the well, on Team Human? Link in the description. Was, they, were, they were talking about. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> they were talking about changing society mm. basically and how all of this all of the structures we have thus far are really domination so even whether it's left right up down pink purple they're all about somebody dominating over somebody else and right. uh, and fundamentally and we don't we're not you know we need to sort of meet each other we need to talk more the easier easiest way to do it is through stories like so just trivially or not trivially that's wrong wrong word but in passing Mm. you know you put up a thing to say x thousand million children are hungry 
do you get any money? No, you don't. You put up a picture of a starving child or you have a video on in your, you know, NSPCC ad that has a, you know, a, 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 a very touching narrative, but no data mm. points. And pe- that speaks to us directly and it and it and it brings it to life and it's a much easier thing to relate to than a number and sort of end of that episode they talked about they were basically talking about the need to bring different types of stories to life Mm. so when you know Kate Raworth talks in Donut Economics about and many other people talk about this but she talks about the sort of the value to society that raising a child brings that somebody who is a stay-at-home parent who isn't necessarily being paid Mm. uh, they are there is an economic value to their contribution to society for raising a child for teaching it how to behave to teaching it how to go to the loo Mm. um but that's not recognised, and a way, and that's part in part because the people that have been telling all the stories to date have been powerful white men, or have been for a very long time. Uh, but also, so there's a there is an important job that we all have to tell the stories that of the world how we want it to be almost or to say here's a different way I remember speaking to somebody whose parents had taken him to live in France for maybe a year or so when he was a kid and he said he was always helped in later life simply by going by knowing that his British experience was not the only way things could be Mm. and that they could be different and that this is just a way and not the only way or not particularly the right way. It was just a way. Um, So, yeah, I think think that's what made me think. And and that that sort of makes me think about something like the West Wing, which I really love because it sort of presents a sort of larger than life, sort of almost idealised, but not idealised, but like this is how things could be version of like American politics that obviously couldn't be further from what's currently happening. Um, And it's not like that in order to make sort of good like people with values in order to make that an interesting story they have to have like these very big challenges thrown at them as well and there's always something to figure out or something like complicated but that's one way of telling stories is to sort of like think about how how do we want the world to be and sort of provide an exemplar of that but also like a lot of it's also very important to like there's sort of gritty realism is also a popular type of storytelling like here's let's show someone's miserable experience because that story needs to be told in order to create empathy for you know those members of society and things like that um and so yeah there's there's there's, i i like up i wouldn't say that like an ideal or like here's a vision of how things could be is necessarily a sort of um uh, uplift well it's, it is uplifting because you it lifts people up out of like here's what we've got now and it's rubbish into potentially thinking about well here's how things could be and um, but then that gets complicated because you then you're like well, this is how things should be and then you get angry that they're not and then um but yeah i was just yeah, I just like how the West Wing presented the, the politics, and that was all don't, I was saying. There. Don't watch the West Wing. <laughs> well, the but, but I think I think it's 
Though, but those stories, yes, I absolutely think you know the stories of of book reading books, watching films, watching telly, listening, all of those things, looking at paintings, painting all of these that kind of the role of art in telling stories, all different art forms, but but also just telling each other what we do. Oh, I didn't mm. know you could do that. I didn't know you could use dehydrated lemons <laughs> for making lemon. You know what I mean? You know, like it's like uh, uh, being being uh, you know the difference between your instagram being a curated version of what you wish your life was mm. or those vignettes of like oh look i've laid out the table for lunch and it looks perfect yeah. i'm gonna make it look like we always eat like this or whatever it might be and just having it so that it's got like some of the things that maybe people don't realize that you do mm. or don't realize can be done you know what one of the things about telling each other stories once a week for 150 previous times like there's loads of things that come up in that storytelling mm. that then you learn i think well there's it's, which it's is nice. weird how every social media platform has now adopted the language like instagram stories whatsapp oh, story, yeah, all the different it, like whatsapp's got it has it now but like i know um you know it sort of came from um uh, Snapchat, um, but I, I've never really understood what how a short uh, portrait-oriented video with stickers on it or like some filter constitutes a story in any in any conventional sense. And I've not, I don't know, I, I don't, I don't really click on them. And I, but I think it's something that the youngsters like a lot more, don't they? But I don't. I don't really but understand they, yeah. it, and on what level is it a story or not? Unless you use it to tell a story, but is that how people are using it? I don't, I don't know. know. I, I really. When I think of stories, I uh, until you mentioned them, I hadn't thought of Instagram stories. Even though I mentioned Instagram, mm. I hadn't really thought of those. It's like. I really At least the, the, the hijacking of the term friend and the subsequent complete dilution of the, of the value of that term by Facebook and similar is like, at least that sort of is a friend. But I don't, it's such a tenuous sure, use of such a, a good word or a good concept to such a sort of random thing. Like you've just got, I just need to like invent some random bit of technology and just apply some really like core noun to it and say, no, this is now what... Uh, uh, bus is no this is a this is a prayer (laughs) but but i think but i think the point the the point that of stories the point that that uh the conclusion of the podcast was more that's why i think ben's write-up our friend ben his write-up of his experience of helping his school during a pandemic is um helping the school with remote learning and the way he's written it up is a really good and important story um, because it's like without... He's not telling anyone to do the same as Mm. he did. He's simply... sharing what he's done and like yeah and that's um i did this thing yeah and that's something he actually like taught me when he was my manager back in you know 10 15 years ago um he was like it was all about like you've got to it's not enough just to do the work you've also got to tell people that you've done the work in in a way that engages them and that's something i've always brought forward and um 
it's actually like I try now my Fridays are mostly devoted to kind of capturing my story, <laughs> like what I've done this week one way or another. So I do this podcast and I also do like a little short YouTube video where I got show the work that I've done. And the idea is like, I don't know if each one of those videos necessarily constitutes a story in itself. Maybe it does. There will be stories in there sometimes like, oh, I had this problem and I overcame it like this. Um, but I'm sort of hoping that in future when I want to, I'll have the material to be able to tell a bigger story by pulling together bits of footage from those smaller stories. I mean, it's just something it's something I'm thinking about. But yeah, it's like I have to I have to um, explicitly set aside time in order to do that, and I have to sort of believe that that's valuable on some level, even if it's just for me to sort of keep a record of those. And also, like when you're telling the story, it helps you kind of remember it and kind of store store your experiences a bit yeah, better yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. Um, i think it's uh, um, yeah, i'm going to mention i'm sorry about all the noise on my side of this recording they're doing some work on this building and also just loud person just started cackling in the next room as well so it's uh i haven't heard it i don't yeah that's uh, listen yeah, we've oh, got yeah, some yeah. stuff like that going on. So I'm just, it's oh, nice. hard to get rid of it all. Um, but if I'm talking, there may be stuff going on in the background. You know, this being our first uh, conversation of the mm. year as well, it's sort of I've come into it with this idea of um, wanting to be better at, at telling the stories mm. of the things that I do <laughs> that I would like more people to do. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like just and not in a preachy way, I don't think, mm. but maybe a little bit of preach. What's wrong with preaching about something you think is important? You need to do it in parables. You know, a quick, a quick, a quick side note on that. Um, uh, we have not raised our child in any sort of a Christian context, mm. and uh, she's engaged with uh, Christmas this year. And they have been told the story of Christmas at nursery. Mm -hmm. So she comes home. It's a Croatian nursery. First of all, she used the word. She's like, "Oh, mummy, we learnt all about baby Isus because she <laughs> didn't know the English word." And he's got a mummy called Mary and this fairy called Angela <laughs> <Okay>. came down. <laughs> That's how she'd remembered it. It's uh, a good way of thinking about so, it. <laughs> so I did, I did, pretensions. <laughs> I did take her to, um, we did watch a, a CBB's nativity right. just to sort of, you know, counterbalance it a little <laughs> bit. Because I suppose it's as much cultural education as anything else. But yes, I think, I think preaching... You know what? We, I mean, it's it's useful then when it came up for us to have a chat about what people believe in and all that mm. malarkey. But um, but I think, like you say, parables are useful. Yeah. But funny parables um, are the best. Funny parables. What <laughs> <laughs> should aim for? <laughs> but funny is good. Do you, are you familiar? Yeah. I've mentioned it before, but Dan Harmon's uh, story circle way of like approaching a story and how every sort of. Uh, when he, he's he's the creator of Rick and Morty and Community and some, he's, he's sort of churned out a lot of very good TV in his time and um, he's got this story circle which is a way of looking at a story and it, it's sort of um, 
So just to try and quickly summarise it, it's like you have your sort of status quo, your protagonist in a situation that is maybe suboptimal, then there's this sort of like call to arms or whatever, some some instigating event that means they, they're forced to change or like go on a journey, basically the hero's journey. Um, they Then there's this process of uh, basically failing and then learning and then overcoming you know overcoming that challenge and then sort of returning home but as a new person with new right. sort of like a new perspective or new skills or whatever it is so um and he sort of says like every story sort of more or less follows this structure so that's that's sort of how i tend to think about it so and it's like it's just that three act hollywood thing you'll have the sort of the, the act one is like establishing what's going on act two is the sort of uh, the the um the crisis and the and there's a thing to that and then act three is like the sort of the, the the climax and resolution and you know subsequent new normal kind of thing so it, like um a lot of there's a lot of writing on this <laughs> so, yeah um but but actually telling, actually saying out loud the things, mm. you know, I think is the, is the, is the, is the only mm. way we're going to create some yeah. sort of change. Story circle. I was thinking like my monitor isn't very big and I'm often having to move windows around. <laughs> So I sent some money to someone to buy a new monitor. But then their account was deleted and I was scared. And then I realised that I was in... And then I didn't do anything and it came and it was fine. I needed to, like... <laughs> there needed to be some way in which I was overcoming the... Uh, <laughs> the, the challenge. <laughs> I emailed... I got oh. eBay to investigate and they sent... I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> I just didn't <laughs> figure out. You weren't that bothered, really, were you? You're just like, oh, damn it! I've been had. No, it was fine. The uh, the yeah, conspiracy theories and the whole QAnon thing, PizzaGate, and all that kind of thing, is sort of examples of how stories spread not on the basis of the truth, <laughs> but on the basis of how exciting the story is. And it's like, there's a paedophile ring under a pizza restaurant and Hillary Clinton did it, is involved, is the lead ringmaster of it. It's is like impossible to forget because it's so insane. And it's there's that sort of subset of the population that are just going to embrace that as truth. I guess, I don't know if that's the same subset of the world that can't, doesn't realise that films aren't real, like, that, that sort of take, you know, fiction as truth. Uh, the, one of the problems we have is, like, if, if we care about truth is making up stories that can compete with the um, salaciousness of the false stories that the uh, the followers of the, 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 the idiots will be telling themselves and sharing. And um, <laughs> <laughs> the, But, that, I mean, it's very... So hard to compete yeah. with... Re <laughs> if you've got to use reality yeah. as your basis, it can, yeah, it can be very hard to compete in the storytelling. But then maybe you just don't need to explain all the details. You know, I think there's that whole never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Yeah. Or, you know, and I think that's 
that's the 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 bits pick the bits of your story that get your point across rather than all that and that is because I, I, but I, I, I I've, I've got I'm reading that I've got this book like about like screenplays and writing stories and and it's and that's like one of the things you do is you sort of assemble all the things you'd like to see so what the what the people that don't care about truth get to do is go well what's all the most exciting stuff Nazis paedophile I'm, I'm saying all this I'm going to get picked up by some algorithm on Apple and our podcast is going to disappear um, but like all the all the all the all the all the so they just get to choose whatever random conspiracy government conspiracy that goes all the way to the top like all the favorite parts of the most interesting stories and assemble them into one story but we have to sort of go okay well we've got this and this and this and we've got to turn that into a story somehow um yeah, it is. Just, uh, I guess I'm just reiterating that it's a bit of a losing battle if if people don't have that. You know, how do you tell people? <laughs> how do you get through to someone that doesn't understand the difference between a made up nonsense story and a, and the truth? I don't know. Um, well, this is one of the subtopics of our podcast for the last 151 <laughs> episodes has been how do we make the world better mm. and how do we retain hope and how do we fix things? And I think one thing that we mustn't lose sight of any of us it doesn't matter how small you think your audience mm. is or isn't is to just keep sharing things mm. that are worth hearing or that you think are worth hearing because those people talking about the pizza pizza pedophile mm. ring they're not sitting there wondering about whether it's worth telling the story <laughs> you know that's getting shared that yeah. it's getting shared yeah yeah. And, and amplified so you know amplified what you want to get heard yeah and your little story is you you never know until you tell it if if it's something that is actually happening to other people as well like yeah. you may realize by sort of just talking about what's going on inside your own brain like oh other people connect with that and and are having the same experience yeah. and you just thought it was so, you and it can take away that some loneliness sometimes even yeah i was i was part of my research interviews i'm doing this week so somebody was telling me the story of her one of her children um he was very, always very never really wanted to join in with group activities he so he'd go to football club do the close-up stuff but not the not then join in and she just thought he was losing interest mm. or because he was very little three-ish um and then nursery noticed that when they were doing far away story time that his eyes were going a bit cross-eyed mm. And so they recommended, took to the doctor, da, 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 eye test, blah. Pair respects later, he's a, a reformed character <laughs> because he can see. Right. But, you know, like I wouldn't, she, and she was saying, I just kept thinking it was his personality. Mm. He was a bit sensitive to noise or crowds. He was a bit shy. And I was like, I would have thought exactly the mm. same thing. But now that you've told me the story of your child, oh, I will now, you know, I can add can another happen. symptom. Right. I can, this yeah. can happen. I must now look, you know, this is something I can look out for. Yeah. But, you know, until somebody tells you, and I mean, that it's an educational story, but it's a story that you can remember. I, yeah, you know, yeah, and, and we sort else. of, on, on, in one way, we sort of look down at like anecdotal evidence of things, and we do have a tendency if, to, at, to sort of weigh 
like out like anecdotal evidence will outweigh statistics for example by a lot so people are more scared of very very rare events that they heard on a news story once than they are of the very very common dangers that we we all face and um that's the, the sort of problem with it but that's more of a problem with statistics i suppose and i suppose that's a segue into what i did want to um bring up and it may may be a bit boring and maybe a bit uh, fruitless but one thing I am focused on is is uh, telling stories with data and turning large data sets into something comprehensible through sort of visual storytelling, um, and that's that. And I, I, I mean, I, you said like the Bezos thing wasn't as compelling as um, a, another story, but like I mean, I find that the most compelling thing myself is just that seeing data. the size of that and scrolling and scrolling and going, yeah, yeah. like this is beyond like. This helps me because the number is such an important element of the Jeff Bezos story. It's like the the yeah. defining feature of him. And now bloody what's his uh, Musk is uh, now the richest man in the world. Sorry, Mark. Um, <laughs> um, uh, tech Trump, as we uh, we can start to think of him, Elon Musk. Uh, but um, I, it's it's really hard to. It is hard to... I wouldn't call that... I, well, the story with that is I scrolled for bloody ages. Right, so it's not a very yeah. good story. It's just like, wow, how long do you think I scrolled for? I don't know, 10 seconds? No, it's about five minutes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not... But that's the thing. The visualisation... Visualisation is not the... I, 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 as soon as I mentioned that, I knew it was... A, I was like, no, actually, that does bring it to life. <laughs> But it requires there's a there's a sort of overhead required mm. to even transmitting that story mm. that yeah, yeah. that you, you know the, the, the Rushkoff yeah. thing you can say wherever you are you can say it out loud yeah, yeah. you can say it in multiple languages you can say it it's much more accessible and I think the accessibility and inclusion mm. element is actually quite the 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 you know because that's that's the power of a verbally transmitted yeah. story and i suppose it's or, like yeah graphic novel versus um you know a you know an actual novel <laughs> like a normal yeah, a text yeah, novel yeah. I, I think mean, like you can get uh, so it's so much yeah. deeper like a text thing and and i actually think now that you say that like what the graphics bring to a story is I, I'm not sure a picture does tell a thousand words. I think a picture all, almost sort of slows down the story in a way to what you would get if you were reading it. So maybe we just need to not conflate visual storytelling with um, with uh, like written or language based storytelling. It's nice, but it's you sort of then have to share the image, which is a, just mm. a different thing. I think also it's a cons- it's not such a. telling a story repeating a story of something is also quite a sociable activity Mm. um in some in a way even if it's a blog post you know i don't know Mm. i'll i'll debate that but the actual telling sitting around telling each other things telling stories is a very whereas so you know i've got a child that doesn't read yet and she will get a lot from a book Mm that just has pictures and she'll tell me stuff and she looks at the pictures in more detail than I mm. do because I'm reading her the story yeah. so she'll go oh but look here what's why why is this person <laughs> doing this I was like I don't know I wasn't really looking to be honest <laughs> but but I think yeah so it's a different experience you can put you can put a line in and then yeah obviously like the 
most Hollywood, you know, well, film screenplays. The the whole show don't tell thing. Like if you can show something in action, you shouldn't be describing it. But um, and a story that I have that sort of reinforces this in a weird way is I remember I commissioned this music video a few years back for um, uh, Swimming Into Darkness is the song. And um, I remember having this call where they pitched me the story. So this like New York kind of little animation production company, and they'd written the story, and it was all it's all gonna, it's all told visually in in the finished animation because it's a music video. But when they just told me what happens in the story, like it, it brought a tear to my eye, and I was like, okay, that's that's cool. And then and it's like it, it should work just told as a story, even if subsequently you turn it into something that's more visual or more like data so you need to sort of start from yeah. that story that's has i think just yeah. telling the story in words can have the same power and is a lot more efficient in some ways but then i don't know what i don't know what you take from like why not just why don't i just tell people a story of the music video instead of getting the music video made it's because it doesn't exist until the music the story doesn't exist until the video is made but, following the but script. I think in your yeah in your example the story is the sort of but yeah, I think all of design is a story and it's just bringing it to life in the same media the right medium mm. or the right context for how you how it's going to be consumed like um, maybe it's it's the whole thing of like coming up with the presentation narrative and then creating the artifacts to illustrate the presentation mm-hmm. or um, have imagining the user journey through your product and mm-hmm. then designing the interface that supports that. If you haven't got a, a sort of story, for lack mm-hmm. of a better word, in your head of how someone's going to use yeah. this thing, then you're, it's never going to be good. Yeah, and I suppose it goes in, you've, you've got to like, you've got to match people's mindset at each stage of the story. So the good Samaritan, like, oh yeah, we all know that we, there's some, there's an out group that we don't like. Okay. These Samaritans, oh, we hate them. And then we know that there's the people that we do like, and then we see, and then, so we know where we are. And then, oh, the good, the, the person that was supposed to be a good person walked past the, the hungry person who was in trouble. What? That's surprising. Okay. And then you're sort of like guiding someone through. So you could just say, treat strangers as you should treat and and but it's not going to stick because you need to like guide people through step by step in a way that can't happen if you just sort of give them the conclusion a hundred percent i mean one of the things that you know last few years years of, of projects that i'm on you do a load of user research and people want to know what magic button they're going to change on their thing that's going to make everything brilliant and everyone going to use mm. the use it and it's like you've not told that you've not set their expectations you've not told them the story you've not taken them on a journey like people don't go out of nowhere suddenly start i don't know behaving differently Mm. there's a and so it's like a um yeah that taking people on that journey is incredible is really important in in loads of contexts and particularly when you want to teach them something or get them to internalize and we can have the illusion that it we we forget the process of going through the story as well. So someone can just be like, yeah, it's just greed, isn't it? Human greed. And it's like, I mean, yes. <laughs> like, I think for someone that doesn't understand that, you have to take them through that journey and they have to watch 
I don't know, insert film about greed here and like show all the different ways that that's a harmful thing or a problem. Well, if it's, I think it's, it's tempting for us at the moment uh, on the left to be sort of going capitalism and like that's the end of it. But really, like, we need to be, like, fleshing out each individual experience and story of, and, like, we we can tie it back into that theme. And that's, like, theme is an important part of telling a story. But you can't just, like, I think if it it can be easy to mistake, to to forget to tell the story because you already understand the theme, you already understand the conclusion. I, I, I I think that's one of the power of the Bible parables, like the Good Samaritan, is that, many of us have heard the same story. Mm. But when you go, oh, yeah, capitalism, we've probably all read a completely different story (laughs) about capitalism. And so uh, they fall into a few different groups. But, you know, uh, and so therefore when you go, oh, capitalism, oh, greed, (laughs) actually their points of reference are completely different. The stories that they've read, the conclusions in their head, and that's, that's what makes it, tricky uh, yeah uh, and you think you're agreeing <laughs> right yeah that could be which is like that is what that is the, that is the match or you the think major. you're disagreeing like that's yeah, you know just yeah. as much i'd say um yeah 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 yeah, yeah uh, this yeah. Is irreconcilable thing no only because the way you think about it you're just using different words to talk about the same underlying problem i have this with sometimes you'll get someone that always has a tendency to put things in such like star core like weirdly unpleasant or sort of slightly racist sounding terms and where I can I sort of agree with their conclusion but I just think the way they've got to that is really messed up (laughs) and I think they're sort of fixating on one aspect of something that's sort of maybe missing the point of uh, I don't know but you know finding that common finding common ground stories simple stories is a nice way to start and it's weird because you sort of feel like TV feels like a weirdly frivolous thing. TV and cinema sort of feel like how important can that be? But like what's more important than here are the most expensive stories in the world <laughs> being created. So yeah. at least like a good chunk of the population has seen this particular thing. And um, I think they, they, they are a glue that um, God knows what the situation would be if you didn't have the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> And on that, on that, <laughs> on note. that bombshell. Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, uh, you can go to grandpodcast.com and see more about it and subscribe or subscribe in the app that you're using to listen to it. If you really like the podcast, well, if you want to actually see us talking, see us faces, see Ivanka moving back as I say something, and I'm like, why is she moving back like that? I'm not sure. See me looking distracted because I'm taking, an, I'm actually taking a note or just checking that the recording's working. You can see all that, um, but you have to be a patron, which means that you give us like a dollar a month, and then you get the video a day early, and you um, you get to you know you get to see the podcast in video and a day early. There you go. Imagine that. Um, where can people find you otherwise on the internet? 
people can find me at Ivanka. Uh, at the moment, that's a bit tricky because my notifications are inundated by uh, my second role as Ivanka Space Trump. Yes. But uh, soon, soon, though I have to say that that might soon be over. In yeah. some ways, I hope it isn't. I hope that so many legal questions are being asked <laughs> that, that there, is, there is pain yet to come, but of a much more useful variety. We're recording this as of, like, yesterday... The, the night last night the night before last was the riots the capital storming this morning I woke up to Trump has actually conceded blah blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Let's, he needs impeaching and kicking out but there's no point in us talking about it because we're like four days behind what's happening so we don't even know <laughs> but just uh, it's a shame Pence didn't just jump onto the uh, just 25th Amendment thing, but maybe he has. Yay! Or whatever. <laughs> Does it really... It'd be, yeah, it's like this, I think the main thing, can we just stop him from pardoning himself? <laughs> Seems to be the main challenge right now. Because <laughs> it's Jesus. pretty di- impossible to... Like, even he... if When Trump is scared enough to try and... Uh, to apo- not apologise, but to actually, like, try and be a human about something, you know, he's in trouble yeah yeah he's really in Uh, trouble um, anyway that's Um, that's where we are that's the time we are but yeah um, hopefully we'll see you next week bye (laughs) thanks for listening Bye. Bye. bye tell us your stories